Hi, welcome back to Beeple Begin. This is Barcy, your host, and I have a special episode for you today that I wanted to reshare in honor of International Women's Day, which was yesterday. I chose this episode to honor two amazing women in my life. One is the special woman who is featured in this episode, Julia Freed. We focus on working with fear with mindfulness techniques and meditation, and Julia now resides in Germany, but I had the pleasure of meeting her while she was living here in the U.S., and we became very fast and kindred friends. She is now the mother of a beautiful, strong daughter named Evie, and is one of the most compassionate and resilient women I know. This episode is also dedicated to my mom, who just so happened to meet Julia before she left for Germany. My mom is someone who I've always been able to share this type of conversation with, who has an insatiable curiosity for nature and all things human, and who is one of the strongest, smartest, wisest, most compassionate, empathetic, and kindest women I know. As you listen to this episode, I implore you to think of a woman in your life that you would like to honor and maybe even share this episode with her. Enjoy. think stepping out of fear like to step out of fear we always have to calm down and really watch what's happening inside of my body it, it feels like a huge feeling and it's always good to look at that fear and analyze what it really is and just by doing that it usually gets smaller what if you had the tools to create easily and authentically What if you felt confident about the choices you made and were able to not only begin, but keep going? What if you could get out of your own way? It's all possible and I'm going to give you some actionable tools and methods to get started, keep going, and create a path unique to you that you want to walk. Stay with me and we'll do this together. I'll see you on the other side. Hi, it's Christina Barcy and welcome back to Beeble Begin Season 2. This is officially our first episode in our dedicated season to the current state of affairs, which is self-care solutions during the coronavirus pandemic. Many of us are experiencing varying levels of fear and overwhelm during this time of uncertainty regarding the coronavirus, which is, of course, normal feelings to have in a time like this. Fear can pop up when we don't feel in control of a situation And in this case, there are a lot of unknowns, not only about the virus itself, but how our lives will be affected, the lives of our loved ones, people we know, people we don't know, and really just our day to day. The other factor to acknowledge here is the rapid rate of change that is occurring. Each day seems that things are different than the last and that lots of change can also bring on lots of fear. So how we make ourselves feel safe and grounded is being very challenged right now. So today I'm talking with the amazing Julia Freed, who is a mindfulness and meditation teacher, as well as a hypnotherapist and a new mom. And she has some great tools and tips for us so we can apply them to our day to day to help us through this time. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Beeple Begin. Today we have our very first guest ever, Miss Julia Freed. Hi, Julia. Hi, Christina. 
<laughs> so Julia is a very good friend of mine, and she is in Germany right now. We are talking across space and time, or time traveling, and uh, I love the way that we met, so I'm going to share that story before we jump in, because I think it's really special. So Julia and I have a mutual friend, my friend Christina Hauser, who's an amazing photographer based in Tampa, Florida. So shout out to Christina. I hope she's doing well and surviving. Hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> she, I actually chatted with her this morning and she's doing yoga with her son and building forts and riding horses and doing fun things. So I'm happy that she's surviving this experience right now. But what was it? Probably a year and a half ago or more. Was that, how long ago was it that we've met? Oh, I guess that's almost getting into two years. Almost two years. You're right. So almost yeah. two years ago, Christina organized a brunch one weekend when she was here in LA because she is in Tampa, Florida normally. And I'm in LA, so that's where I'm based. And she brought a handful of her favorite female friends together. And I was there, obviously, because I'm her favorite. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Julia was there as well, but none of us had really met before. And she thought that we would all get along, and she was extremely right. And what happened was I was ordering my breakfast at the breakfast counter, and then I was heading back to the table. There was an empty chair next to Julia, but her back was turned to me. And I sort of tapped you on the shoulder, Julia, thinking I was going to give you a big hug because for some reason I felt like I had already – I already knew you in my mind. I was just going to say – hello again and you stood up and you looked at me <laughs> and and the look in your eyes was also so familiar like you hadn't seen me in a long time as well and right. you just got up you stood up you gave me this big hug and there's something really magical about that moment and and then uh Julia yeah, you remember yeah what, you what said, we said I remember what you said to me you said I almost forgot to say my name as I feel like I know you since forever. I'm like, yeah. okay, I understand that. It wouldn't have been weird. Like, I feel feel the same way, so that's fine. And I guess I said to you, oh, this is probably because we met before in a different way or something. And so we had yeah. this funny connection from the beginning. Or not funny, it was a very intense connection from the beginning, yeah. Yeah, it was like finally finding a friend that I'd been missing. Yeah, right. Those are nice words for that. Yeah. And it's and we've been friends ever since. It stayed it stayed that way. I feel like we got close so easily. Like it was like we were picking up where we left off in some other realm where we knew each other before. Which right. may, maybe sounds crazy to some people, but that is exactly how it felt to me. So that's how we met. <laughs> which right. I thought was so cool. So, Julia, I'm going to officially introduce you now. Okay. This is uh, Julia's bio that I actually pulled from her website, which will tell you where to go to find her later. But Julia Freed has a passion for teaching people mindfulness, especially kids. She started her career teaching math and art to high school students. After spending time teaching in both public and Montessori schools, Julia decided to pursue a career teaching kids and parents about mindfulness 
and helping to spread joy about loving yourself, meditation, and happiness. In addition to her experience in meditating with teenagers at schools, she is a certified hypnotherapist, which I can attest to because she did a beautiful session for me one time. And that means she is trained in writing guided deep meditations, which use special language patterns to influence the subconscious for better life quality. Meditation and being around water calms and frees her soul to pursue the best life quality she can have and to share it with others. Julia is originally from Munich, Germany, and even though I had the luxury and pleasure of meeting her while she lived here in Hermosa Beach, California, she is now back in Germany with her amazing one-year-old daughter, Evie, who is so cute and precious, (laughs) and she's so smart. She's really amazing. And uh, one thing that was not mentioned here is that you write children's books, also based on mindfulness, and you're an amazing artist, and all the illustrations in your books are created by you. So I'm so happy to have you here and be having this conversation with you. I think people will really benefit from your message right now, especially considering the current state of affairs. Yeah, thank you, Christina. That all sounds wonderful when I hear that. I'm like, oh, wow. Thanks for mentioning all those things. And yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. Do you feel like you've done a lot after hearing your own bio? I do. I sometimes feel like I'm not doing a lot. But when I hear that, it feels like, oh, yes, I did this and I did that. That's right. It feels like a lot. It sounds like a lot. (laughs) Right. I like to do a thing with people called a credit list or a credit Mm -hmm. report, which could also double as a gratitude list. And sometimes when we hear our accomplishments back, we really see that we have done things that we love and that we are contributing in ways that mean something to us and to others. So it's kind of fun when we can read a bio to somebody about themselves. It, it can totally. be really empowering. Yeah. So because all those, different, all those different parts of the life just come together. And it almost feels like, like more life than one, as there are a lot of different parts. And it's nice to see how they all connect. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So... Unfortunately, the world right now is in quite a state at the moment. It's affecting the entire globe, and many countries and cities have ordered a mandated quarantine for their citizens. And what I'm referring to is coronavirus or COVID-19. I live in LA, and a few nights ago, I think it was Sunday night, today's March 19th, so about four days ago, The mayor mandated all bars and restaurants to close until March 31st, unless extended. Today is March 19th, as I said, and when we're recording this, and the Bay Area has also put a shelter-in-place order where people are only allowed to leave the home for essential reasons. People must stay six feet away from each other when in public. Toilet Mm -hmm. paper has become completely unavailable, along with things like rubbing alcohol, and many of the shelves in the supermarket are totally bare. So I just wanted to ask you, Julia, how are things going in Germany regarding all of this reality? Yeah, pretty much the same as as you just reported from L.A. I got to remember how many days ago, I guess two days ago, they shut down um, all the stores. um, Only groceries are available and you can go to pharmacy and some places more. But like normal shopping is closed. And the restaurants are only open at certain hours. Um, you got to stay two meters away from other people, which is probably the six feet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the streets are very empty. There's 
the public transportation, but when I see the bus stopping in front of my bedroom window, there are like two to five people in one bus. Mm. So the atmosphere totally changed. How are you doing during this time? You know, I have a lot of different emotions and I'm trying to stay calm and just trying to accept things like they are. And I guess my nature is to see the positive in each thing. So when I go out, I'm like, wow, I hear the birds louder because there's less noise around and it feels better to have more space. Mm. like things like that but then at the same time it's so awkward when I meet someone and I feel close to that person and I gotta stay like two meters away talking to them I went for a walk with a friend of mine whose birthday was today and we I mean she just had an infection she was tested on corona but it was negative but she still, still feels very bad so we walked like those two meters apart and talked about things it is it is weird not to be able to give someone a hug for a birthday. Ah, oh, yes, that would kill me. And mm. there are friends I would love to go outside with, but I don't think I could resist it. So I'm just not doing it. I can't yeah. help my. I think I would just break the rules and then I would regret it later. <laughs> I was thinking of that too, if it's really possible to do it from the start to the end. But I was inspired by so many people doing it the day before and I guess the risk of an infection goes down to one percent if you follow that one rule yes so that's important to know that it that it is working and we are kind of feeling like we don't have solutions right now and the stress is very very high so on, on that note you know the friends that I'm speaking to the people I know even people I'm reaching out or they're reaching out to me on Instagram who I are now new friends have been feeling all of this fear and some of those people are quarantined officially. I, someone in Ireland reached out saying that he's quarantined for 17 days. Mm. So there's a lot of fear and uncertainty right now. And I, I feel like it's really important to have tools to help ground ourselves and to lean into practices that are positive. Like you mentioned, you're, you're finding some ways to look at things more positively and promote healing and resiliency. And your background in mindfulness, I think, can really help us with this right now. So that's why we're talking today, but just so everyone's on the same page, can you tell us what mindfulness is? Yeah, I try to put that in words. Mindfulness searches around the fact of trying to keep a calm mind situation. And mindfulness can be practiced in daily life just for the fact you feel better and to focus on what you actually really want to live in a better way so that they they aren't that randomly happening to you anymore. It's more of a mind-focused way on what you want to achieve or who you want to be. And I guess in days like now or times like now, mindfulness is a great tool to stop your mind from worrying and focus on more positive effects of life. Yeah, thank you for that. I looked up the definition too just so that people have another succinct way of looking at it and what it says is that mindfulness is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something a mental state the other one is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment 
while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Mm. If that helps. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's basically what you said. And I guess a big part of it is, like you said, to be present. That's probably, it sounds so simple to be present and to do what you're really doing in the moment. But it is sometimes so hard as our mind is wandering to other situations and to what was yesterday and what might happen in the future. And this way the mind is creating like a circle of depression and fear. So staying in this one moment you're actually just living in is such a healing and helpful tool. Exactly. I think so too. And, and I think most of us struggle with being present, especially when we add special circumstances that cause more stress and anxiety. Can anyone practice mindfulness or do you need to be versed in meditation or have some kind of background or can you just get started? I think it's human nature to be able to practice that as I guess that's who we are and not to be mindful or not to be present is because of interruptions in our daily life we got so used to. Like thinking of what should I do, what else do I have to do today, or thinking of your phone that might ring, or checking an email or whatever, and going back to who we really are as human beings without all those, let's call that, distractions in your day. I guess we would be from a, from a very natural point more present. So yes, I guess everyone is able to do it. That's great. What What do you think a, f a really good first step would be for someone to take who's unfamiliar with mindfulness? How can they get started? To get started, I guess not asking too much from yourself in the beginning. Like, oh, I got to be present for the next two hours would be too much. <laughs> it's, it's really about starting to be present for a couple of minutes and just by sitting down in silence and focusing on your breath and trying to stay there and maybe with eyes closed and just feel your body to see what's actually happening right now and just to have like the sensation of sitting on it on the floor where are my legs how do my arms feel what's your belly aching outwards when you breathe all those things just focusing on what's happening with my body and which sensations do I have right now is very helpful for the beginning And if you do that for five minutes, you achieved a lot. Wow, that's so simple and very achievable. And I'm sure gets more expansive with practice. Yeah. It, would it be like a checklist for your body? Can you kind of go, okay, you know, what's my, maybe they can scan the body. Like, what's, how am I feeling? What are, what's my face feel like? What are my throat feel like? My shoulders, right. my chest. And maybe they can go all the way down. For, yeah. And maybe even better to imagine how all those parts of your body relax. Yes. Yeah. Can move from your head to your feet. That's great. And so anyone can do it. Now, we talked a little about fear. Can this help with calming the fear that people are experiencing right now? For sure. I think stepping out of fear always, like to step out of fear, we always have to calm down and really watch what's happening inside of my body and maybe locating where does the fear sit in my body and how does it feel, what does it do to me, what, which language is it speaking, like what does it want to tell me, is it just tricking me, 
is there something very unreasonable ha happening and maybe I can't even figure out exactly what is my fear like it, it feels like a huge feeling and and I maybe don't exactly know what I'm fear what I have fear from so it's always good to to look at that fear and analyze what it really is and just by doing that it usually gets smaller that again feels so simple but you know if you don't know what to do or how to tackle fear it feels so big like you said but then the practice of just acknowledging it and feeling where you feel it in your body and asking it you know where, where it's coming from or what it's about can really help minimize it like you said make it smaller there's also one tool more which i really like it is to show you that you actually can control your fear you imagine where or you feel where the fear sits in your body then you imagine that you would take it out and now you see it in front of yourself and it has a certain shape and it has a certain color and just imagine how it would look like and it's kind of wobbling inside uh, in front of your face and you can see it and then you give yourself permission to change the color of that weird thing and you can also change the shape. And if you want to, you can make it rotate in one direction and you can change whatever you want to. And once it feels better, you just put it back in into your body. Imagine to take it in again. And now you use the tool of changing it in a visual way or looking at it in a visual way. And you also have the power to control it a bit as you were able to change the color and the shape. And then it gets smaller usually. It's so simple. And it's working very, very well with kids as they can imagine it in a good way. Oh, that's so great. So the power of the imagination as well can really help us take control, feel like we're in control and manage the yeah. fear that we're experiencing. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a weird black thing and you change it into red and it has pink dots, it gets more friendly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right? right. So have fun with it. Make it silly. Maybe make it lighter, whatever resonates. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned kids. So you have a baby at home and right. I know you work with children. Is there something a lot of parents right now are, are kind of, I hate to use the word stuck with their kids at home, but some of them are <laughs> feeling a little stuck and school's out and they're having to figure out what to do in ways that they haven't before. Is there something parents can do with their kids to help them feel calmer and in control? First of all, the, the point of being stuck, like you said it, you don't want to say it that way. Um, I think it's, it's the feeling of when boredom kicks in, but it's such a good, it's such a magical point. Once you get bored, what happens after is you getting really creative in what you can do with your kids. And that's um, way better connection starts or begins. I wouldn't see boredom or feeling stuck as a, I wouldn't see that as a bad thing. It's actually something that starts something great. So yes, you can do things with your kids, of course. And there's one very, very simple thing that takes away fear, which is just reading a book together or reading a book to your kid. It has 
so powerful because usually the kids, when they're small, they're sitting on your lap. And that's probably the safest place for them to be very close to mom or dad. And then by reading, you show them you're totally with them, like you're really present. And that's what helps the most against fear, having someone who's holding space for you, right? Yes, that I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I think quality time is what I'm hearing, finding ways to hold space and connect. Reading is a great way to do that. Is there something that's great, an, an activity or something to do for older kids too that can help hold space with them? Yeah, even if the reading is not on a lap and you would just read to them as they're lying on the sofa, it's very calming. I think it's, I, I still really like that when somebody's reading to me. That's true. Right. As an adult, we all like that. We like to be told stories. We like someone's voice that we care about. It's, it's very soothing. Yeah, it's kind of the thing that happened around the fireplace hundreds of years ago. Right. It's always a safe feeling. It's just nice. And then meditating with kids is great. One big point is to explain why you do it. Like, Kids, they always need a reason for why should I sit there and just focus on my breath or just listening to listen to someone telling me to relax my body. I felt in school when I was working with teenagers and we meditated a lot. It really, really helped them. And that's what they told me after, that they knew why they are doing this. And just telling them, it changes our brain. Like after eight weeks of meditation, your brain changed already. And your amygdala, the part in the brain that is responsible for fear and anxiety, shrinks. So we're actually changing our body by meditating to the, for the better. So that's what they really understand. And then there is a reason to sit down and do it and get better in it. And the kids I was working with, or teenagers, they started to ask for it. Or I watched them doing it just alone by themselves after a while as they felt the benefits of it. Wow, that's really powerful. There's so much that you said there, you know, that it's changing the brain. It's actually changing our bodies and in a way that they felt and would actually choose to want to continue because it was working. Yeah, there's science around that. We actually can change our genes by meditating. Yes, I, I encourage people to research that a little bit more because it is sort of fascinating what we can do, what we actually do have control over when it comes to our experience, because really that's what fear and anxiety is about, is we're fearing a certain experience we think we're going to have or that we are having and learning that we have more control around that, how we feel and how we experience the world right. comes from from minimizing we can minimize that is what I'm trying to say and I love meditating so for me I'm, I'm, I'm on board <laughs> and there's a different it, my day is different when I meditate in the morning and yes. just by focusing on who do I want to be today and there's a very like this is from a guy called Dr. Joey Dispenza who is working who was a doctor and now he's working with a lot of like with meditation and how the genes work with in combination with our brain and all that stuff. It's so super interesting. And 
he, from him, I got this idea of just creating my day in the morning. And before I get up, to ask myself, what is the best self I can be today for myself and everyone else? And then days usually are calmer and I'm more focused. I'm more sure of what to do. And it's just it's such a powerful tool that's so easy. You're right. It's I, I I relate to that. I set up my morning as best I can, and that really sets me up as a foundation for the rest of my day. And it's almost like it could be as simple as intention setting and matching that with something you connect with. So, Julie, I wanted to ask you what your favorite thing is about this practice, about mindfulness. My favorite thing about it, it's the sensation I get when I do it. It's just the feeling of being connected. Like when I meditate, I feel connected to everything in the world. And that's just so beautiful as it shows me that I'm never alone. And there's sort of an energy that connects me to everyone and everything. And how amazing is that to sit alone in a room and have that sensation? I love that. That's beautiful. I, I feel very much the same when I meditate. I feel very grounded, very connected to myself, very connected to the world and how I relate to the world. It's a really lovely sort of relationship to my experience. Yeah, and the more you do it, the faster that sensation kicks in. It's kind of the moment I sit down and I just focus. It's already there and it always makes me smile. Yeah, that's really lovely. I like the way you say that. It sounds very joyful and light. I think that's nice right now because people are feeling like they can't connect to other people. It's very isolating what a lot of us are going through. In addition to the fear and the anxiety, there's the extra layer of maybe feeling disconnected and out of sorts from your community. So maybe this is a way to also feel connection with yourself in relation to the world I was thinking about the same thing and I tried to make it more understandable for people who don't know that sensation and I don't know if it's happening so fast I guess you gotta practice it for a little to to really experience that but I was thinking of why don't people just schedule times when they sit down and just think of each other that could be a starting point to know, hey, it's it's two in the afternoon and I'm going to think of my sister who I can't see right now and she's thinking at me as we scheduled that. So maybe that's a start for someone who has issues connecting to that certain energy that connects us all to just start with, hey, this person is actually just now thinking of me and I'm doing the same with her. So. Maybe that's something beautiful to do now. I love that. That is such a great idea. And it's so simple. And it causes almost a few different points of connection because you have to arrange it. So you have to ask that person if they'll do that with you. Then you get to do it in practice and feel it and see what that feels like. And then maybe right. you get to talk about it after. So it's a lot of points, right. touch points. I love that as a tool. That's beautiful. I want to do that. I'm going to try that with someone. We can Maybe do that. We can try it together. Yes, <laughs> yes that would be really nice. <laughs> Perfect. Is there anything that you feel 
you absolutely want people to walk away with from this conversation? What what do you want the biggest takeaway to be from what we discussed today? The biggest takeaway, you're never alone. This is not existing. I mean, the word alone almost includes all one, which we are. We are all one. Wow. And you're never alone. Yeah. I love it. You just blew my mind a little. Sometimes the language tells us exactly what it is. We just can't hear it as we learned it in a different um, context. Ah, you're so right. (laughs) We aren't ever really alone. There's feelings of isolation, but in reality, you're not actually alone. That's really good to know. It's really calming to feel. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, Julia, this has been amazing, and I want people to know where they can find you and find your work and the books that you've created and maybe even your artwork where can people find you online yeah online there is the mindfulpanda.com which shows um, one of my books and then it also shows like the reading theater we created and how I'm reading and meditating with kids it has some information on on what I offer for uh, grown-ups as hypnosis is and also programs for kids. I was thinking of the hypnosis is working in times like that online too, like a Skype hypnosis is for sure working. Mm, I was going to ask you that because you're in Germany and I'm here in the United States in Los Angeles and if there are ways to work together for anyone here in the States who wants to reach out to you so they can do a hypnosis with you through Skype? Of course. I did that once from the U.S. to Germany and it was working perfectly. Great. And then there's also Instagram which is also the Mindful Panda which shows more of my artwork in addition. That's where you can find me. So thank you. I'm I'm so happy that we did this and I think this is really going to help a lot of people in this state or at least perk some curiosity on on things they can do that are really easy and they can do anywhere at any time. Yeah. It was amazing, Christina. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here and giving me the opportunity to talk about beautiful things and if it helps someone, it's great. <laughs> And it will. <laughs> You've helped me, so that's someone. <laughs> oh yes. Well thank you. I will I will talk to you soon. I love you. I love you too, Christina. Bye. Thank you for listening to Be Bold Begin. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so as not to miss an episode. Due to the unusual circumstances, our release schedule will not be set to a specific day currently. So the best way to ensure you get all the new episodes is by subscribing. Help us build a positive community by joining the Facebook group, also called Be Bold Begin. I'll be checking it daily to answer and acknowledge any of your questions and comments. Stay positive and safe out there.